All right, today on Next Steps, we're going to be talking with the Church of the Heartland, Mr. Hagen himself, and we're going to be discussing how ministry is done in the Stark County area. Uh, today we're going to be talking about outreach in Stark County, the awesome congregations of Stark County, and going to prom with Mr. Malachi himself. Hey, welcome to Next Steps with Bible Baptist Church. I'm here today with my guest friend, Hagen. Hagen, how are you doing? Doing very good. Thank you for having me here today. It's, a it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be here just in the, the room with y'all. Um, love this, this time. Hagen is part of a kind of unique organization, a unique church, Church of the Heartland. Yeah. Uh, Winnemac. Yeah, our, our main campus is, is Winnemac and started there, and we have uh, seven different campuses in northwestern Indiana. So let me ask you something. Yeah. Because this is one of the confusing things that sometimes people have. Yeah. There's a Heartland in North Judson at the yeah. Carpenter's Yard. Yes. Are they connected with you guys, or is that a different... That is a different Heartland. Okay. And they're, they're a multi-site, too, that's funny, out of Valparaiso. So yes. um, it's uh, it's not not the same organization. I love what they're doing over there, but uh, we get each other confused for each other all the time. Like, I went to Heartland. I was like, man, I've never seen you before in my life. Like, But, but it's one of those <laughs> things like, oh, I think it's... What, and then... It's not the Hatfields and McCoys, is it? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. Nothing okay. like that. All right. And uh, so you work... With your dad, mm-hmm. or for your dad. Yeah. And um, how many? How, how long has your dad been at the Heartland? Uh, he's been in ministry, I think he's in 20 plus years now. I think he just went over his 20, 20th year, maybe a year or two ago. So um, he started as a young guy, um, went to Bible college out in California, um, and then came back. Um, and then my, my grandfather really started what we know as Church of the Heartland. It was, it was a different name in Winnemac. Um, years and years ago, um, and they started right where First Source Bank is, downtown Winnipeg. Okay. Um, so they started on the second floor there, um, and he moved from Tulsa. He was part of um, a very large church down there, but one of the first mega churches um, down in Tulsa, Victory Christian Center um, down there in Tulsa. And he came here, he felt he's from here, and so he said, I'm you know, feeling called to come back home and start a church. Um, so he started in Winnipeg, and then just over the years, we've seen opportunities to start churches, grow churches. Um, and I believe it was 2005 is when we all kind of came together as one big organization, Church wow. of the Heartland. So. Well, that's awesome. And, uh, man, it's it's awesome to go by your, the the building in uh, Winnemag. And yeah. it, it seems like I have never seen the inside, but from the outside looking in, it looks like a beautiful church. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, I was by your church in Stark County uh, a couple of days ago, and the parking lot was full. Um, so you must have had a special event or something going on. Yeah, yeah. We try to have, you know, we try to make, uh, we try to get people in, obviously, in our doors for a lot of different reasons, just to share the good news that we've got. Um, you know, uh, this past Sunday we had, um, we had our candy wars, uh, is what we call it. Okay. So we do men versus women um, to donate our candies for our indoor trunk or treat. You guys do it at trunk or treat, which is awesome. I loved you guys seeing how much success came from your trunk or treat, reaching out to this community. And so we do ours on, on Halloween night. Okay. And, but we have our congregation try to raise money or candy for it. So the best way to do that is compete with each other. Yeah. And so we do men versus women, and uh, we had over 400 pounds donated from our church. Wow. Um, and which was cool. And then uh, I got to be honest, the ladies won, um, and they all got a special kind of surprise and a prize for that. So they, spa day. Yeah. No, it was actually oh. <laughs> if I can be honest, it was these T-shirts. Oh, okay. That I stole from my wife today. Well, there um, you go. If I can be real honest. So. Um, so yeah, so. I like that. I, I think we should get T-shirts for our church. There you go. I, I just don't know how to do the logo yet. You know, Church of the Heartland. You kind of got this really cool um, logo, and uh, I've been trying. I've been working with the B and the B and the C. You know, BBC, mm-hmm. but I just can't get it down yet yeah. to something I like. But we're working on it. We're yeah. getting there. So, yeah. you know, we can talk about logos, talk about T-shirts yeah. and candy. But I think both of our ministries are aiming for the people in Stark County. Yeah. So 
What are, what are some of the unique things that the, Heart, the Church of the Heartland has done to kind of get people to come in? We try our very best, and uh, we stole this um, from Chris Hodges, Church of the Highlands down in Alabama. Yeah, it's just a great quote. We will do anything short of sin to bring people into and to see what Jesus is about. You yeah. know, we'll do anything short of sin to show them. So, you know, for Easter, we do this. We, we do an Easter kind of egg hunt, but we literally just drop the candy from a helicopter. And that's like, that's just one of those things. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, why would you guys do that? Yeah. Well, if it brings somebody that's never heard scripture, who's never experienced Jesus, never experienced a church service, come in and see for the first time, like, what is this? That is why we do all that we do. Um, that one in our, in our Halloween trunk or treat is probably our biggest outreaches to our community. Um, but we do those just to be like, hey, you know, we support our community. We want you guys to have fun in our community, but we want you to show you the love of, of Christ that we have. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we tried to steal your helicopter this past year. Hey, did you? <laughs> yeah, we were, we were hoping that in route somewhere we could like a hey, uh, 10-4 big guy up there uh, turn around, and, turn around and, and come to this price of property. Right. But uh, it didn't work out that way. But man, I'm, I'm always excited to hear about the helicopter drop. I'm excited about um, churches like ours doing trunk or treat and... You know, Paul said, I have become all things to all people for the gospel of Christ. Now, outside of sin, that opens up the door for a whole lot of opportunity. Right. Um, and you're kind of coming into ministry in the essence of this is kind of your your infancy stage. I'm, I mean, I know you worked with your dad and you worked with other churches. You traveled in college. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say I'm on the tail end of mine. I don't think of that at all, but I would hopefully say I'm midstream, um, but you know, I think we could bring in a lot of things together as far as like, well, here's what, here's somebody who has insight, who has, who hasn't experienced some things yet. And then here's some things that I think I can offer, uh, that, that has been experienced, but I always like the fresh take of young people like yourself and come in and, Hey, I like this idea. And you think I never thought of that one before. Or, and I think the older we get in ministry, sometimes we think, oh, I wonder which family that's going to affect the most. Mm. And so I remember coming in to our church and I introduced the idea of trunk or treat the first time and it went over pretty horribly, (laughs) pretty horribly. Um, It was looked at as not the way to go. It was a compromise on some things. And unfortunately we, we had to um, work through that and what, what the church was doing had to fail first Mm. before the new idea could come in with a trunk or tree. And once the, once the old idea failed, the new idea was accepted. And a lot of that had to do with some people coming in that had, that were younger. Uh, some people came in, uh, some of the more mature Christians in our church were like, Hey, you know what? Let's try it. Mm-hmm. What's the worst can happen? The other idea is not working at all. So have you ran anything like that? Yeah, we try you know, for our very best. We try to have a culture of just, um, we try our best to do everything and all to, for that. So for us in our church kind of circumstances, you know, we throw out ideas like we're thinking about doing this. We have these things called dream team meetings where um, we just kind of, uh, kind of give out our ideas as the, as the leaders and the staff of the church. Like, here's what we're thinking about doing. Does anybody want to help with this or anybody got any ways to grow this or, and so people jump in on that, but there's been times where they're like, no, I don't think we're going to be ready for that. And we'll be like, okay, well, if we're not ready for that, we can, we can try another time. But we're a big fan of, you know, trying it first and then 
killing it later. Uh, we, we as, a, as a form of, like, especially events and, and outreaches, um, we have a phrase in our office that it's, it's um, we put Old Yeller down many times when it's like, well, this thing's not working. Uh, yeah. We, uh, all right, time to put Old Yeller down and then we start something new, which is, it's kind of a terrible way of saying that, but it's, sure. but it kind of gets you an idea of like. I love that movie until, yeah. until Old Yeller had to be put down. Everybody who's seen Old Yeller is just like, <laughs> You can just say that commonly. Yeah, we do. We do. We fail many times. He was going to kill the kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we 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 fail many times, yes. and we're okay with that. And then we go on to the next thing. That's that's. John Maxwell says failures are are, are initial steps to success. Yes. I, I I think back about this this whole idea of we kind of call it whiteboard thinking when when we do things of or brainstorming, and. What's going to work? What's not going to work? I've been working on something about, I shared with the church yesterday. I said, this is the infancy stage of my ideas here, but I wanted to share it in the beginning, not just come out to the church and say, hey, by the way, we're going to, we're going to be doing this differently because you know, I, I've been thinking about this for the past six months. So I uh, was thinking about, are we doing church? Are we having church? Are we being the church? Mm. And I think sometimes people think, well, I'm going to church, not realizing they're the church. Mm. And how do we get people into a mindset that when they come into the house of God, whether Church of the Heartland, Bible Baptist, another church in our Stark County area, that that's really about God. Mm. And, I, and I think, you know, th- some of the things you've talked about, you know, and mentioned is like, what can we do to get people to Jesus? And I think about what is our, is our church service, and I'm talking about mine specifically, are we, are we funneling people to Jesus in a very specific, purposeful way to make sure that when they leave, they don't say, wow, I love the music, and they may have, or I love the sermon, and they may have, but their, their number one comment is, I met with Jesus today. Mm. And are there some things that the Church of the Heartland's trying to do to kind of aim toward that? We have, yeah, we had a sermon series years and years ago called... Um, a battleship, kind of like the uh, kind of like the board game, mm-hmm. and we talked about the difference between a cruise ship and a battleship, and the state of the church. Um, battleships are always everybody has a man for their job. They've got they, they got this bunker where they're at, and they'll have times where I'm, I'm resting in this time and I'm getting back to work in the morning. And then cruise ships are the opposite of that, where they're I'm doing whatever I want all the time. I'm sitting and relaxing. I'm kind of going wherever we're going. Don't really care where we're going, but I'm landing there. The battleship is I know where we're going. I know the task. And that was really our goal for our church, that we're a battleship church. Mm-hmm. Our, our congregations, our leaders, we're ready to go at a moment's notice to go serve in whatever way we can. And we can go into that ready to go instead of having that cruise ship spirit of, you know, the people in our church are just like, well, we're here at church and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm sailing to the end of the service and then I'm going to go. Usually it's Christos or, you know, Country Kettle after sure. service. Yep. We're going we're gonna to push our congregation to kind of be that battleship church of, yeah. of kind of just to reach out to our community. And there's the church uh, in in uh, Paul talks about where they all come together, and they get rejuvenated at, at the church, and then they disperse into their families and friends, and that's their church grew exponentially doing that. Yeah. And that was really kind of our that was Herb's vision, my grandfather's vision of what our churches needed to be. It's okay, we're getting rejuvenated here at our church. Okay, we're getting ready for the week, and then I'm sharing what I've learned. I've shared what the what I've what I've gotten. I've got the spirit of the Lord over me for this whole week to go share with my friends and family that are not in that circumstance. Yeah. And that right there, that has been our mission statement or, or our, our goal for our congregation altogether. That's awesome. Uh, I, 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 go, I go by your church more often and start county mm-hmm. uh, than I do one in Winnemac. But one of the things I notice about 
the outdoor part of your church is typically you have a poster board of some sort mm-hmm. of like a sermon series. Yeah. I don't remember the exact title of the one that, what, what's out there now. Uh, what Would Jesus Do is our sermon series right now. We're going, okay. going so back to the, the 90s. Yeah, 90s. Got the, wow. that's right. That's, that's when I graduated high school, man. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> and uh, uh, we had a, a joke. I was born in 98 that, that if you were born between, you know, 95 and 99, um, you were born with the What Would Jesus Do bracelet uh, right out the womb. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably was. Yeah, yes. that's right. So I, I'm kind of going back to the 90s and uh, going, What Would Jesus Do? Yeah. Um, so th- I think that's awesome. I think that's an awesome idea. One of the things we're trying to do is trying to get a digital board yeah. out here on 35 and uh, would love to be able to just capture people's attention. And I think your church does a great job of that with those bulletin boards of what would Jesus do? And there've been some other ones that, and is that something your church does? Do you guys order it through like a company on the internet? Yeah, we, we order it through, I think it's literally called um, like cheapgraphics.com or something like that. Yeah. It's like a really cheap funny... Cheap banners. Yeah, it's exactly it. Like yeah. cheapbanners.com. Been and there, so, done that. Yeah, so, so. We, we cheap banners it, and then we just kind of had these posts, and it's just little boards there that we screw into, and uh, it's one of my tasks, as as you know, on staff there that I get to uh, change that, and actually, wonder what I'm doing later today. I am going... <laughs> the trunk or tree one's still up. I got to take that one down, put this one up. Okay. And, um, do but you yeah. reuse them, or do you guys just order new ones? Um, it depends. So trunk or treat one we'll keep, because we use it as a re- okay. revolving one, yep. um, but we usually just get new ones. But if you're painting, it is the best painting tarp for on the ground of all time. It's okay. on a heavy duty; you don't trip over it easily. Yeah. Um, so we've we've learned a thing or two to do with these giant, yeah. you know, six foot ones. So, you know, I've always been impressed with the Church of the Heartland, um, and really from an outsider's perspective, can can you kind of just uh, probably most people listening today um, are people probably more familiar with my style as a pastor, my mm-hmm. style with our church service. What, 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 what's a service look like when you come into the Church of the Heartland? So for us here, um, we try to have a pretty high energy for, for us. So we have some music bumping in the background. Um, we do four songs um, of worship and then go into our, our announcements and then our teaching. Um, and our teaching, um, we try to make it as as applicable to every single person in the room as possible. I've never, I don't know who Jesus is. That person can still get some from the, the sermon or somebody, you know, I'm a Bible believing Christian, you know, I'm a prayer warrior I've been a, for 40 plus years. They can still grab something. So our, our teaching style, we try to have something applicable every single time um, that you can walk away with at the end, the end of service. That's kind of our, our teaching way, That's which really, I, is pretty similar to what you do if I watch yeah. on, your, on your Facebook live. Yeah. You know, and I think, Stark County is such a unique area. I, I've been here 17 plus years, going into my 18th year. You were born in this county, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I was born. So you're, you graduated Stark County School, Knox? No, I, I officially am homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Oh, but uh, but I, I hung with Malachi, and my wife uh, introduced uh, my wife introduced Malachi and I, so okay. I always hung out with, like, I was like the unofficial Knox student. I was going to the... Although I went to prom with Malachi and everything like that, and uh, no, let's let's let, hold on, let's 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 retract that a little bit. Yeah, you went to prom with Taylor, right? Yes. yes okay, my wife, I just Taylor. to make sure. No, no, okay. uh, Malachi <laughs> tried to ask me, but Taylor had already asked oh, at that well, point. Um, he's so. always a day late and a dollar yeah, short. Yeah, that's I'll right, that's what, right. So. No, my wife Taylor. Um, yeah. yeah, asked me. So to you, you dated your your high school sweetheart. Yeah, married her. Yes. 
Did she attend church with you? At yeah. The time? So we actually met. As it's funny how we met. We met literally in the preschool that was at the church. Like literally, <laughs> like at four or five, we kind of grew up together. Yeah. Um, I lived in South Bend for a few years, um, for about seven or eight years, and then moved back into the area here. Um, and then she was still attending the church here, and then we kind of just kind of hung out in middle school, and then high school, we kind of just started dating, and yeah. then you know I proposed in college, and then got married after I graduated, and now we have a kid, and. Yeah, it's been so. It's a relationship of twenty something years in the making, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. I remember you and Taylor going on a youth event with me once. I don't know if you recall that, mm-hmm. um, but she broke her knee. Yeah, yeah, tore her meniscus. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> It was like one of my first dates with her, and uh, I don't even know if we were, we might have been dating at the time, but it was like, we're kind of talking. It was fresh into the- It was the, very fresh, yeah. and it was like, it was me and my friend, it was Malachi was there, and I'm like, okay, let's go down this slide, and we went down, and I remember, I don't remember hearing it, but I just turn around, because okay, that was fun, I turn around, and Taylor's just sitting there with just like little tears down her eyes, I'm like, what's going on with <laughs> And that was, she, she tore her meniscus right there and then, and uh, yeah, it was- uh, Everything's all right now. There's yeah. no nothing wrong with it now. But uh, got you guys need marital counseling for that before you got no, married. No, yeah, okay. no. I don't know, but no, no marital counseling for the first date tore meniscus. Okay. but uh, it's it's a story that will be told one day from the sermon from the from the pulpit. It's it's already it's got to be in the notes somewhere. Yeah, right. Like it has pull it out, out of the jar. <laughs> this is a good one. Use this one. So, would it you know obviously being fresh in ministry mm-hmm. and stuff? What it, what is some of your what what do you consider your teaching style like? I try to be. Um, uh, try to be as I'm a younger guy and I know I'm not going to have the energy that I'm going to have in 30, 40 years. So I try to be a little bit more aggressive in my teaching style as, as, as a way, but for our teaching style, um, I take after my dad a lot. I try to get as much, you know, information into their hearts and minds in the 30 minutes, 40 minutes we've got in teaching. Yeah. So, okay, I've got all this information. How do I send it out? And we have kind of a cool model to do that, that we learned from, um, Pastor Mark Royer, um, that was part of Crossroads Community Church in South Bend, um, he taught us this: that it's we we have an I, we have a scripture that we look at, and then we go through all the ideas of what happened through it. And so, what would Jesus do? Is is a good example of this. We're, we're going through. I think in the next few weeks, we're going to be going through how he mourns Lazarus's death, mm-hmm. and then again he raises him from the dead, and all the things that go with that, and yeah. how human he was, and how also God he was. Sure. And so it's always looking at, you know, this passage of scripture, going through it into very, very detailed, and then kind of splitting it apart and then bring it back together again. And how do we apply those to our lives or how did Jesus react? That's how we react. Yeah. So that's kind of our, my teaching style altogether. Well, that's really good. And I really appreciate coming on our podcast yeah. this morning and appreciate uh, Church of Heartland and what they're doing in Stark County. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of things that people can say about Stark County and people bring up maybe some negative things sometimes mm-hmm. like, well, you know, the illiteracy rates, this in Stark County or the economy is this in Stark County. But I think we got really good people. I, I I've always said, I've loved, I love the people of Stark County. They are the most loyal, honorable people that you'll ever, ever want to meet. And, and I, I, I love and when you walk into Stark County, walk into a restaurant, you immediately it feels like home for, a, you know, for a lot of people, you know, it's a very home, style mm-hmm. county and I love and I love this county you know and yeah. I, I could have had the opportunity to to be you know anywhere after college I could have gone a different job but I really felt like being home this is where I was meant to be where I wanted to be you know and I I think people say well there's bigger churches there's bigger cities there's bigger opportunities but and I was sharing this with uh, Malachi one time I like 
at what point can you get into the schools? At what point can you get into businesses? At what point can you be in this community? If I was in Fort Wayne, which is my home city, I don't know. I'm not saying I wouldn't have influence. I just don't know if I'd have the same type of influence. Mm. And I feel like Stark County, maybe because of the size and because of opportunity, there's, it's a totally different influence. And I'm just like, it's hard for me to think, well, let me go to a different church and let's just say it's for argument's sake, let's say it's a bigger church and they're going to offer bigger pay or whatever, but what's the influence for Christ? Mm. And I guess that's what I always come back to. It's kind of my grounding for me is, okay, what, what influence am I going to have in this bigger city, bigger opportunity, bigger, whatever that I'm not having here. And is that something that you kind of, you've kind of weighed in a little bit in my own per, yeah, in my own you know, professional life, you know, I, I actually worked in uh, college admissions. I worked in higher education at Ancilla. And so there was over there, it was always going into the next big thing for sure. that. Go on. I'm going to this college. Now I'm going to this college. I'm going to this college. And there's, there's nothing you know wrong with that in that field. But I know for myself in the ministry, I just, I couldn't imagine myself doing this anywhere else, but here, you know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't, I could, could I do it? Probably, but I don't think I would be as effective. I know these people and these people know, you know, we're, we're from the same ideas. We got the, I raised the same way. Yeah. These people here, I just feel like I can connect so easily, easily with. Yeah. And I, 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 I totally agree with that. I think sometimes people, and you bring up Ancilla a little bit, and I think that could be true of almost any position. Cause a lot of young people graduating from college today is I want to go to the biggest greatest, most hype church there is. Yeah. And I know when we were looking for a youth pastor at one time, people say, where are you at? And say, Knox, well, how far is Walmart? Yeah. Well, it's 30 like, minutes, 30 north. minutes one way, 40 minutes the other. And like, uh, I want, I want a Walmart within 10, you know, and there, there's mm-hmm. like this criteria that when you come to start County, you just got to understand if you don't want to shop at one of our local businesses, you're going to travel 20, 30, yeah. 40 minutes, depending upon where you want to go there. But I share that, and but I'm like, that's well worth it to me. Yeah, because of the influence and the opportunity to share Christ with people, and I feel like that's probably your guys' heartbeat too. I talked with your dad a few times, yeah. and and he seems to have that same heartbeat as well. And so I just say, let's just keep on doing it and yeah. seeing what God will do through that. And I know I'm sure it's the same way. If the Lord tells me get up out of here and go to go to wherever you're supposed to go to, I'm I'm going there. But right now, my heart is set, and I think the Lord's calling me to to be here in this yeah. community, in this in this county, and um and I and I love these people for for all they are and everything yeah. that we have, and and uh, whether that takes a couple more minutes to go get a Walmart or anything like that, I'm all right with that. You know, I can I can do that. Hey, wherever there's a Chili's, I'm all right. That's right. Uh, got Plymouth, and they got think. Oh, I don't know if Plymouth has a Chili's yet. They have there's, Applebee's. Oh my word! I knew you were gonna bring that up. No, oh, yeah, that's you a are, Stark County misinformation right there. It's it's, it's the colors. They confuse oh, yeah. me. I think it's there's green and a red. As that's my son says are the same thing, and yeah. we almost have a church split over it. I'm gonna tell you right now. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, all seriousness, hey, I appreciate you being on our Thank podcast you. today. You and I mean, we do pray for the Church of the Heartland, Thank and uh, pray that uh, God just blesses and uh, pray for us as well. We'll look forward to what yeah. God does in both our ministries. Yeah, and I, I, again, thank you for having me on the podcast. We are rooting for y'all, you know, over there at Church of the Heartland. You guys are doing some incredible things, reaching the people of, the, of Stark County who need Jesus. Uh, we're just rooting for you, hand and foot over here, just over there at Church of the Heartland. Well, good deal. If someone don't like your service, send them our way. Yeah, yeah. I need a little bit more Baptist. All right, go down this <laughs> yeah, way. That's there right. you go. Hey, you know, you want you want you want the strange people go to Bible yeah. Baptist or whatever, right? <laughs> so, but uh, no, all kidding aside, man. Thank you for that, and thank we're you. rooting for you guys as well. Thank and you. 
I think one of the, one of the keys about this is is not competing, mm. but reaching. Yeah, you know, you're going to reach a people that your church, your dad, your 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 talents, your gifts are going to reach people that I'm not going to be able to reach, and it might be the vice versa for me as well. And there may be people who can go either direction, but there are going to be certain people out there who only want to go to the heart church of the heartland because of the gifts and talents there. And that may be true of Bible Baptist. And, uh, but I don't see that as a bad thing. I see yeah. that as a, as a good thing. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to next steps. And, uh, we just encourage you to uh, continue to, uh, support your local church. And, uh, we look forward to next week's podcast. Thank you. <laughs>